Photography is about finding out what can happen in the frame. When you put four edges around some facts, you change those facts. Hey, welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast. This is Antonio. And this is Ward. Good evening, Ward. Good evening, Antonio. I see that uh, you're starting to look like me. <laughs> yes. Ward is growing a little bit of a... Oh, it's going to be a massive beard. Is We're it going to be beard. like a Grizzly yes. Adams or a Jeremiah Johnson kind of beard or something no, like that? No, it will be classy yet <laughs> yet rough I don't know. I no classy idea. yet rough it's coming yeah. in white it's coming this is the first like, it's coming in white, white oh beard. okay yes i used to have a i used to be brown with uh like copper colored highlights in it now it's yeah. just white yeah well you're starting to look okay. like me no, no. i haven't i haven't grown completely I thought it was a full would... beard. It's not a goatee like yours here. I very can't do cool. the full. If I do the full, I start to scratch it. I no. can't make it past two weeks and I go crazy. <laughs> well, I always although I look did... good in pictures though. I think it looks good. Well, we'll see how good I look in pictures. I don't know. Right. <laughs> we're in the early, we're in the early stages right now. So I, don't know I was just I'm watching, totally uh, Elizabeth was just watching uh, um friends episode and George Clooney was on as a doctor and I'm thinking, I'm looking at him and, and, you know, he's got his, he's clean shaven and whatnot. And I was like, he, he looks so much better as an older guy <laughs> with the beard and the gray yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But I'm just wondering if that's because I'm older too. And it's like, I want... <laughs> yeah, who knows? Well, they say, don't they say you know, some men get more attractive as they age? Yeah. Yeah. Sean Connery. He was, he, yeah. he was, I think he got a lot better. A lot of people do. Yeah. I don't know if I am. I can't tell. I, I can't tell. I'm, I'm, I'm in no position to, uh, no position at all to, to judge. All right. But now that everybody's heard our beard nisses. <laughs> what number show is this? This is, this is show 154 for, 154. Uh, what are we at? The the end of February, 2022. All yeah, right. 154. Um, yeah. So, you know, I was racking my brain and the, that's the way it goes is racking my brain, trying to figure out what we're talking about. Because of course, just like I am, I don't have a, we don't have a plan of shows. <laughs> it's like, I call the Seinfeld of photography. Right. I was like, well, you got something in mind? You got something in mind? Um, cats. And, we'll talk about cats. Yeah. <laughs> so I was reading, I was, uh, I think in, in uh, my dispatches from Greenwood last time, I was talking about the book I was reading called Good pictures um and uh i was what was i thinking i was you know because it's a lot of little different you know things about photography you know which is mm -hmm. so uh i actually finished that book and then i was bringing with me today uh while i was uh, uh in the hospital with my wife reading a book from david campany uh mm -hmm. called on photography and I'm, and I'm I'm reading these so I can get some ideas. Anyway, it's, right. But what popped up? I sort of randomly opened the book to uh, Gary Winogrand page, and uh, you know uh, the show starts with his quote. So I won't repeat it. But uh, there was something about the edges. Now he's talking about the edges. You know, creating a, a frame around the world. But mm -hmm. the word edges popped in. And actually, the thought of the idea that the title of the show is Life on the Edges, uh, 
you know. Um, cool. But one of the things it got me thinking about, and I bounced this off of you, and you thought it was a good idea, was to talk about the edges of the photographs. Where, yep. um, and what does that mean? And, of course, I don't know what it means entirely. But let me just sort of go into this a little bit. It's so much of what we do or photography is dealing with the subject in the center and 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 how do we deal with the what's on the edges of the photograph whether it's uh, right. cropping whether it's subjects being um you know half in the frame half out of the frame how do we deal with the edges and how important this is and i remembered while i was thinking about this that you would right you would yeah, i think about it quite, well i used you to think, think about, about it a lot it more yeah, yeah. so I kind of want you to sort of guide me into this a little bit because I'm sort of sort of walking through it a little bit, not knowing right. exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, no, I think I I think it's an intuitive thing for most of us. I mean, if we spend any time at all in in photography and shooting, um, we're we're trying to decide what's going to be in the frame and what's going to be out of the frame. And that, I mean, that's the first thing. That's the first lesson you either learn or teach yourself or teach yourself. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, what are the things specific to photography that you can do? And one is manipulating the edges. I mean, Winogrand was all over that, right? About, you know, his tilted edges and or his tilted uh, horizons and what's in and what's out and his, you know, the speed of uh, the way he worked and kind of the almost, almost a haphazard or clearly sometimes a kind of a haphazard arrangement of what, what, what was he trying to shoot here? What are we, what are we showing mm-hmm. for me? It, it's, it's about, you know, trying, trying to find um, something that is aesthetic that hmm, let's see uh, where I can, I can chop up a line or uh, take a part of a person and make it more interesting and and still try have still try and have it uh, as a cohesive image, something that is interesting to look at, that doesn't look like, um, you know, instead of having, um, you know, two young like I got a picture of um, two young women that are on the on the ferry between Galveston and Port Bolivar, Texas, and I could have just taken a picture of them two standing there looking kind of bored and hassled. And because they were interesting, they were like, you know, they were too cool to be there, basically, right? So, and I was standing very close to them. And so what I thought was, why why not have, introduce some tension? And this was taken with the, that Fuji X20, that little Fuji X20 that you and I both used, oh, to, yeah, yeah, used yeah. to have, right? Yeah. And um, so I thought, why just take a picture of both of them there? Why don't I have kind of like a main subject and then one of the other subjects would have been just part of her. And, so I'm uh, looking at the I'm looking at the shot, right? So this is the one with the uh, girl that's got a t-shirt on and says I flew Houston, right? Yeah. That's the image. Yeah. yeah. And on the left, the um other young woman is like all you see is her eye and her ear. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I, I, I look at the shot and that is kind of what I'm talking about too. It's like what did you frame that? Yes. On purpose yeah. like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I did you were because... thinking about the edge uh, of the image when right. you when you made this picture. It wasn't yeah. some randomness that happened and she just moved in or moved out. You 
purposely did this. So there were two things that went in my mind with this. One was they were standing in front of, they were kind of moving, sidling down along the edge because they wanted to lean against the, um, the, uh, the kind of the bulkhead we were uh, outside. Um, and we're, you know, we're going, they're facing the direction that the boat is going. So, uh, so the kind of wind was coming through them and they wanted to see where we were going and that sort of thing. And one of them, the, the young woman on the left is in front of a window. And if I had backed up, there would have been kind of this more, um, uh, pronounced dividing line of light and dark between them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one thing I was worried about just cutting the picture in half and I had already taken a lot of pictures where things were kind of cut in half. So I moved part of it was to get that window sort of out of the frame and move it to the left. So I'd move the camera to the right. And then I thought, I don't, I, uh, maybe let's see how it works without, um, uh, without having all of her in the picture. And then I thought, okay, well, she's a little taller than the other uh, young woman. So I just get half of her face. And then when, it came to cropping. It was like, oh, if we just crop in a little bit and then move her eye up to kind of like the top mm-hmm. left of the frame to make it look like she's peering in towards the frame. Uh, I thought it was a stronger composition when I was in post. And um, I just thought, I just thought it worked. It was, it, there's a tension to it about, you know, um, them sort of frowning or, or, um, you know, just watching the world go by, not projecting, just being mm-hmm. themselves and uh, making it more interesting that there's a, there's, we know that there's a whole person there right, and there's right. a world outside of the frame. And I thought that this kind of captured, this kind of captured. So if you had included in her face, there would have been, there would have been two subjects. You would have had something else going on. Her complexion is lighter than the other young woman. And there were just some other things that, you know, that was kind of, cause I had quite a bit of time to stand there and kind of size the situation up. So, um, see, yeah, I don't think I would have, I don't think I would have shot it this way if I hadn't had the time, the few seconds or 20 or 30 seconds to ponder what so I was going you, to do. Yeah. So when you were talking at the beginning, this is the kind of thing, like if I was in photo school, I can imagine when I was in photo school, I could imagine my instructors, let's say it's high school or college, maybe not college, but like this would be like a no-no. Like you don't put someone on the edge and chop them up like this. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so well, that's what, the rule and what is meant to be broken, I guess. I don't know. Right. So, but but I wasn't thinking in terms of rules. Okay. I, I was thinking in terms of what is going to work with the situation, with what is going on in this, in this situation. You're thinking about it when you're shooting and then when you're processing, right? Cause you're, you're refining it. Yeah. Right. From Yeah. Cause I didn't, I mean, as much as we say, you know, I don't have a view camera, right? So the time that I have to take when I'm actually pointing the camera at them is very brief. So, you know, so I, I, and, and that little X20 has a, has a zoom integrated zoom lens. It's an uh, attached lens, but it's got a nice wide zoom range. So I zoomed out a little bit to make sure that I had room to do a little bit of cropping. It was only 12 megapixel camera, so I couldn't go crazy, but I wanted it wide, sort of at the wide end, just to make sure that I could crop if I wanted to. And thankfully there was enough there that I could do that. All right. Well, we'll put these pictures in the show notes, of course, but like, talk to me about the edges. I mean, like pretend I don't know, because you know what? Guess what? I don't, I don't know. What's funny was I was looking, I looked through your Instagram 
uh, feed to yeah. see what pictures. Thanks for all those likes. I almost, you know what I should, I'd say, thanks for all the likes, Antonio. Put it in the story. It's because I don't always look at everybody's thing, you know, at the, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I never saw this picture before. So like, yeah, I had an insta, instagasm, I call it. You know? Okay, enough of that. All right, whatever. <laughs> but, you know, I was pulling out some of your shots and I noticed that you actually do live on the edge a little bit in terms of some of the shots. Not not every picture, and I, I, I don't think necessarily... In sort of the big picture, I don't. I didn't see a, a lot of photographs in general in my feed from a lot of different photographers. I follow a lot of photographers where the edges, where are you know where the photography is living on the edges. Mm -hmm. uh, so it does seem to be not happening as much, and in, in your feed as well. You know, there's 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 a few examples of it. What's interesting is that I thought, well, gee, you know, if I look through my feed, I must have some pictures where I've lived on the edge, and I and I found. In all my six hundred something pictures that I've got, on um, you know that are not arc, they're on uh, Instagram. I found two pathetic ones. <laughs> I thought it, they're good. I like their nice pictures, but uh, in terms of like where where the edges have some sort of import or a cropping out subject or or something, maybe. But um, and so it, like, can we talk about this a little bit? Can we talk about sure. why? Why is it? Oh, I don't know. Tell me about the edges. Tell me what, what's important for you. Because I'm looking at – actually, let me just describe this one shot. I, there's one shot of yours that I think has got to be one of my favorite pictures of yours. And it was funny. When you first popped it up into the feed, I was like, I can't remember what I said about it. And it's an image of um, – how to describe it. It's uh, pointed up at the sky. There's a, a sort of an out-of-focus man face on the bottom left corner – and coming out from him are these uh, telephone wires that are going into this uh, into this clear sky. It's a black and white image, and on the bottom right is looks like it's the like an um, uh, something from a like a kiosk or something like that with a cowboy and a like a carrying a beer thing or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and so you, in this picture, you've got these two sort of competing objects on the bottom right corner and bottom left corner of the image and then these lines coming up and being cropped out of the top right. and for some reason that struck it, it i can't describe what drew me to this picture mm -hmm. but it drew me and I, I i i must have said something about it and i still am drawn to it and i realize that it's cropping out like the man's picture his face first of all he's, he's out of focus a bit mm -hmm. he's cropped chopped into that corner and also that the um, whatever that object is on the right, like, like I think it's like a food kiosk sign or something like that, or sculpture mm -hmm. is also cropped. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And then these sort of wires coming up, but that are that don't that go into the sky and are also chopped up. Uh, and there's a lot of blank space. And also, there's a little bit of this looks deliberate too. There's a little bit of tree yeah. tops at the bottom, yeah. like yeah. very deliberately put there because you could easily have cropped that out. Mm -hmm. Right. That would drive some people crazy too. And I actually thought about that. Right. But there, like this to me seems like a very, it, there's a randomness to this image. And I want to talk about randomness as well in, mm -hmm. in edge pictures. Um, there's a randomness to this. But then the more I look at it, the more I see some, there's a lot of deliberateness to it as well. So use this picture as sort of the stepping stone to, exp to help explain to me and the audience. Okay. What's going on with edges here? Okay, so, <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll go back to a kind of I don't know, like a personal philosophy I have mm -hmm. about 
this that I've been thinking about. Actually, since I started doing the street work, (laughs) it was like fragmentation, like my missed shots. And I try and learn from the missed shots. It's sort of like what worked, what didn't. Okay. And I found every now and then I'd have these leading lines or I'd have something or that, uh, and I'm terrible. I don't know if it's my eyesight or whatever, my horizons. I always use the electronic level on the camera because my horizons are not the best. And then I kind of discovered that I was missing things and, oh, I didn't, some things I missed, it didn't look so bad. And I got this wonderful triangle corner of a building and, wow, that looks kind of cool. And then I was, then I started thinking about edges and I was thinking about, uh, and I'm Mark Ryerson, our friend, I think he, he, you know, and I think, I don't know if we had a conversation about it or I'm imagining conversation about early on, this is like 2014, 2015, they're talking about you know, edges or, or something like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't remember all of it. Um, that there's a, a world inside the photograph, like you're shooting a studio, you're doing some editorial work or something. Everything is contained in that photograph. There's no, there isn't, there isn't any existence outside the frame of the picture. And, you know, you want to take this uh, picture of uh, this woman's face or whatever. And all you, all you need to see is there. And I was thinking, well, that's that that is interesting. So why why what kind of pictures are give you an idea that there's a world outside the outside mm-hmm. the frame? Um, you know, it could be a door open on a car and half the family is out, and it's pretty clear that um, you know the rest of the family just by the way the kids are running out of it, they're looking towards their parents or someone like they're they're responding to someone who's outside. Um, and so there's that, there's kind of a gesture of there's action going on outside the frame. And I thought that was kind of interesting too, mm-hmm. that there's a story happening. And, and, and I thought about that for a while and I said, well, in a shooting street, I can't really, I can't really depict that. How often would I get something like that? Mm-hmm. So then, uh, I kind of, kind of came around to what about if I shoot fragments of people and fragments of buildings um, and I don't know what my influences would have been. Um, the picture that you're talking about here is called Zip. And um, I don't know if you want to know what the context of this or you want to live with the mystery. I mean, I can tell you all the about it. The mystery is fine. I think, yeah, yeah. I can tell you all about it if you want. I, it doesn't matter. I would rather it evoke whatever it means for you. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm more into thinking about the deliberateness of it and the randomness. There's, there seems to be a bit of both in there. Yes. In the image. And, and, you know, again, it's, it's, it's a very simple, I think it's a very simple image, mm-hmm. uh, but there's a lot of depth to it. And I think what really, like I said, what I think it really increases the, the mystery and the depth is those little tree bits. Yeah. Because once you start, like, it's very easy to not see them. Like, you can just sort of look at the picture. Oh, okay. But then yeah. you start wait a minute, wait a minute. Why do you leave those things in there? Mm-hmm. What's the purpose of it? So uh, this, to me, this picture is all about edge. Right. Um, the, the, everything's in the corners, the, 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 the little leaves in the bottom and these, and the uh, wires going off, trailing yeah. off into the world. Uh, you have no central subject. No. Right. I mean, as one would think that a typical photograph should have say, well, you, what am I supposed to look at here? What is the, yeah. um, and it, I'm not being critical about it. It's just like it, you know. Well, you it, can. To me, That's it's a whole. I sold a fine print, so you did. You know, I, yeah, I, I sold the fine See? print okay. of this one. Yeah. yeah, well, and it hung in public for three weeks. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. So anyway, talk about that and then then broaden it out to the to you know. See if we can okay. Well, I can tell you the process about this picture. I won't tell you everything about the subject. Sure. Okay. Okay. So, um, in this particular place, there are wires everywhere, sort of. And I was thinking about Harry Callahan. He took pictures of wires, and this was fascinating because this subject, the wires went for long stretches without without poles or insulators or anything like that. So there was this interest in trying to capture them, but it's just lines going across. And because I'm shooting black and white, it's just black lines going across a gray sky, right? There's nothing really interesting. Mm -hmm. So I just started walking around. I was thinking, well, if I'm pointing up, if there's anything else in the subject, they're going to have to be at the bottom. So it was a lot of trial and error trying to get, interesting things to happen in that bottom third of the frame and it was inter it was important for me to have something something some kind of balance or something to offset something in you know where there's all this negative space on the one corner of the frame to fill it with something and then this gentleman walked up this older gentleman walked up and i was like i just hoped i i got it um <laughs> And it was better than I could have hoped because he is appears to be in the image sort of like the source of the radiance of the right. wires coming. He almost out looks from, like he almost looks like a like a copper sculpture mm, um, because mm -hmm. of the out of focusness too. But out the, of focusness, and he's in bright sunlight too. Right? Yeah, so. and the fact that he's cropped, like yeah. he's he's occupying this bottom corner on the edge is the bottom and the and the left side. Yeah. Um, so you don't see him as a full figure, you know, and it's, there's a bit of a mystery yeah. in that as well. And so. the way the deep shadows in his eyes and so on, right, he looks right. like he, he could be, uh, an Android or a statue or something. He could right. be. So talk about the yeah. little leaves at the bottom that, that you left there. Well, I could have, well, there, there's a practical consideration because I, I guess I could have tilted the composition a little bit to get rid of it i couldn't just move i couldn't move the edge of the photograph up because it was kind of cutting into the the man's face right so the fix for that was to turn the image um you know turn the image counterclockwise a bit to to get the leaves but then there is a complete unbroken line from from where the wires come out at the bottom of the frame all the way over to the other subject, this kiosk that you're talking about. And there's a bit of a ramp or a bit of a triangle of darkness that comes out from the mm -hmm. kind of the cowboy figure that's holding this, mm -hmm. this cup thing. And I kind of like that, that kind of ramp up and the way there's this kind of darkness and the ratio of, the darkness in the man's face and the shadows because this kind of cowboy character on this kiosk is facing away from the sun and he's in complete, you know, he's in complete shadow, but his little gloved hand is holding the mug, whatever. Um, it just, it just looked, it just looked better. And uh, there's nothing organic at all. Well, there's the person, but there's nothing, uh, there's nothing really, nothing to, break it up from a coldness that I think the image has, which is fine. It sort of works as that. Mm -hmm. um, but I just think with these little leaves, the tops of the trees, I thought that's no, that's fine. It'll work. It's kind of got a bit of a bit of a ground. 
out of the ground. Like, I mean, it's just a choice I made. I don't know if it's right or wrong, but, you know, I just thought this looked better than one where I either dapped out, you know, I healed them out or, or I tilted the image. Um, it just, this one just worked, seemed to work fine. But, you know, that, that was it. Um, you so, know, the, so how does, how does this image work for you when you have got everything at the edges, like rather than like, it's what's it doing for you? To, well, to it, it goes the, to, I think I learned from my industrial arts, um, teacher about, you know, um, when you're taking a picture, uh, make your eye move in a spiral from the subject there's most likely at the center and then spiral out to see if there's anything you don't want to use kind of subtractive, right? Something you don't want in the image. And then last thing you do, maybe, I don't know the way he put it, uh, is check the edges, you know, mm -hmm. check the edges to make sure there's not a tree or anything impinging coming in and possibly ruining a composition. And so, I don't know, I just kind of like that search the edges. And maybe I've searched the edges first now before the central subject. I don't know. But I, I like pictures that have a lot of space in either a light space kind of in the middle with darkness on the outside, which I have you know, a preponder. I like to vignette quite a bit, the less now that I used to. So lightness in the middle, going dark on the outside. Um, uh, or... Um, or a subject to sort of, uh, I, wonder, I guess I'm getting that backwards, but anyway, yeah. um, a lot of negative space in the middle with the interest being around the edges or the right. interest being in the middle and then be having a vignette. That's really what actually I was, you just talked about. Let me, let me change course a little bit here. You're talking about vignetting. I mean, I know I do this a lot in my black and white pictures is that I'm, uh, you know, I'm adding a slight vignette on the edges and maybe lightening the center to draw you know, the viewer's eye into the center of the pictures, but the, I'm not giving, <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm by doing that, I'm making the center of the image important, which is what mm -hmm. I notice I do with a lot mm -hmm. of my pictures. You know, like I said, I went through all my pictures like, you know, center, center, center. I mean, I mean not exactly center, but you know, the, the, the subject is right there in the middle picture, but, but, but I am, Sort of the the edges of my images are second class. <laughs> Maybe I could put it that way. Yeah, like but that's just all, the way you work. It's not right well. Wrong. Yeah, but it's all serving. It's all trying to serve the center of the image. And and again, I'm being a little bit. You know, not every picture is like this, but I I know, I kind of know that's how I feel when I start looking at my work. And it's like, okay, well, I'm shooting. The edges are there to serve the center. And right. I think what I really want to sort of explore a lot is how we do that why do we do that why is this the you know when we see a picture and 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 the subject is cropped like the top of uh i'm thinking of that picture from uh, uh what's his name fred herzog of the guy on the street right um no hailing a cab the guy had the cab. fight the night before and, and his hand is cut off and the top yeah. of his head is cut off and, and that means that the top of that, that image, like there's no center in that image. There's, you know, it's as important on the top, right, mm -hmm. as it is on the bottom where his legs are cut off, as it is in the center with the old woman looking at him. Um, and like I, you know, just looking at my own work, I couldn't do that. I don't think that way. But uh, to me, this Herzog picture, the edges are as important. Um, and, and, and even in your picture, 
that we're just talking about. The edges are as important to anything in the shot. Um, and so why do we, why do so many of us not uh, treat the edges as second class? In well, I would picture? say just stepping back for a minute in my picture, I, I want to think that that's completely a self-contained uh, composition, right? There isn't really a, a world or whatever outside. I mean, you can disagree. That's fine. Um, the way the picture is laid out, it's sort of like um, uh, as if I was drawing it, you know, mm -hmm. there, there's nothing going, you know, it, it's the edges of the frame are where things end. In the Herzog picture, there's more depth because he... The, the gentleman is raising his hand up. You really get a sense he's hailing a cab or something. Um, there is a world outside the picture. There is a story. There's like, he is looking towards, like I was talking about the kids tumbling out of the car, right? He is looking at a cab or some vehicle or whoever is coming to pick him up to, to hail that, uh, to mm -hmm. hail that vehicle. Um, and so there's much more of a story there than just, um, you know, and then he, you know, Herzog is where he was standing, and you know it's it's just a it's just a little bit a little bit different and deeper, and there's wonderful depth in that picture too. You know, the other part of it is I'm also thinking: you know, this is always is this always going to show up in something like street photography? Because there is that randomness, the energy, and the motion, and you know, how we go and grab a picture when we're doing street, um, we're more likely to, to have the world intrude into the center of the frame. And, 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 uh, sure. It happens once in a while. I mean, again, I'm thinking because of myself, the pictures that yeah. I've got, uh, the, there's a randomness to this, like the shot of the guy, I have this guy in a hoodie and he's at the edge of the, uh, right at the picture and he's looking at me and the top of his head is cut off. And um, I mean, that's the closest I got to <laughs> finding something that was on the edge. But, um, you know, there's a randomness to that. There's like, okay, I happen to get that, you know, uh, yeah. you know I, I shoot from the hip a little bit. I'm not looking through a viewfinder. And I, I in, in my scanning of the pictures afterwards and saying, Oh, what works and what doesn't, I'm like, oh, okay, that worked. You know, I, I like that, but it wasn't, mm -hmm something that I was seeking to, to but like do. the Herzog picture, there's story in this one too, right? Even though the gentleman that's sitting on the stoop is, is um, looking up at the person who's in the foreground and you really only have their, uh, you know, the part of their legs, torso and leg uh, in the frame on the right hand side. And so there's a, you're looking at the guy on the stoop and the guy on the stoops looking up. there's a kind of a, there's a story going on there. There's a, direction of attention so there's something and about there being the the world outside the frame outside the is, frame is yeah. outside. okay yeah. you know i i get that when uh first of all you put put up a picture of uh uh two women on a uh, on a backdrop holding up a frame mm -hmm. and the, the shot shows the backdrop and plus the surroundings mm -hmm. uh of it and this is sort of a different way of talking about edges of course, yeah. I'm thinking also about a lot of uh, Irving Penn images, which are favorites of mine, um, where he shows the backdrop and then he shows the studio mm -hmm. beyond it. And so in, in that sense, it sort of dovetails a little bit into this idea that there's a world outside the, yeah. the, the world that you're creating. Right. 
Uh, and and in so this that's case, a different world of the edge. The edge then becomes almost as important um, part of the the uh, subject of the picture. Yes. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. Absolutely. What I was thinking about for this picture was the Mary Ellen Mark. Um, uh, was it a um, graduation? She was going to high schools, doing shooting the proms, um, and she'd have couples line up or whoever wanted to get their picture taken, and she'd do this kind of formal picture. And I'm not sure whether she showed the backdrop and the surroundings outside the backdrop. I want to say she did, but I could be I could be wrong. But that's what I was thinking of when I took this picture. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll give you some background on this one. Um, there's um, uh, the woman in on the right hand side. Um, it was her uh, birthday, and so she rented a community hall to have a a seventies like a disco uh, disco party, and we all mm-hmm. dressed up like okay. we were. Yeah, yeah. And so, and the woman she's posing with is her sister, and I didn't give them any direction at all. I just said it was actually her husband that set up this backdrop. And just to take, so you could take your own pictures or whatever. Um, he had this 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 backdrop. So just as the evening was ending and people were, uh, you know, leaving, um, they were kind of staying behind, cleaning up. I said, oh, "Can I take your picture?" So I took quite a few pictures of them. And I just thought, you know, there's a mylar balloon hanging up on the left hand side of the frame, and there's curtains, you know, uh-huh. hanging up on the other side, and then there's the frame itself. I just thought it was too good of a composition to not to back up and say, you know, this is a creation. Um, this is them posing um, in front of this backdrop, which is in front of this, the real world. And so there's the, there's a dimension there. Um, and so this is sort of about the environment that they're in, that this is, uh, you know, a party um, that was created and, and we're showing everything like this is a party inside of the real world. Mm-hmm. And I think you had you had uh, put a picture up of um, uh, that's not a Bert Stern picture. It's an Avedon picture of Marilyn Monroe. Right, so it, right, where uh, he um, printed it using uh, a file dot negative carrier, which was a thing at yeah. some point. And the point of that is <laughs> for those why? Of, for those of you. I filed out negative characters. We, we need a glossary. Sorry to go back in school when we had the file that there was like we only had two of them. And like, who has the file dot negative carrier? Oh, he does. Oh, will you hurry up so with we, it? Maybe we should describe for the listener what exactly is a fiber filed out negative carrier. All right, filed out negative carrier. What we had was do sh- shooting 35 millimeter, and you just what the the negative carrier that you would put in the enlarger was the the hole that you put the negative in was exactly the same size as a 35 millimeter frame so when you put it in larger and you print it filed out was someone to take a file literally and 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 go along the edges of the 35 millimeter negative carrier and open it up a little bit more um, and there was a certain distance that you could file open because if you open it too far you would you know what was the point but you would file it open enough so that you would start to see the black edges of the 35 millimeter frame and so then you would print that image the black edges would show up. And so you would know that that was the full frame. Like there was no fooling, you know, uh, no cropping in the picture. That was the entire frame. And so those edges um, in the print were were sort of a statement, I think. 
Yeah. Uh, that this well, was, that's a different statement than I was thinking of. Um, well, there's one statement. There's many statements people made, I think, with, with full-frame negative carriers. I mean, there was a part of me that thought, hey, that looks really cool. I wasn't thinking, you know, in terms of, this is my, you know, teenage head back mm -hmm. then, but my brain wasn't thinking, oh, I need to make some sort of statement. <laughs> I said, this looks really cool. I like seeing mm -hmm. the black borders because it separated the image from the paper, right? You had this, you had this edge along you know you had your white piece of paper then you had this dark sort of randomly shaped edge it wasn't always perfect because it was filed out and then you had the image um but i wasn't trying to say oh this is the whole picture you know i wasn't thinking that way whereas i don't know what avidon was thinking uh when when he was saying whatever other, whatever what are the other statements that people are making with these with these edges well first of all i know i know avidon used a hasselblad so this was a two and a quarter negative uh, square, uh, whatever, one twenty or two twenty film. A lot more to file. It's so a lot more to file. Exactly. <laughs> it's a much bigger thing. frame to file. Yeah. So, I guess, like you know, and keying off what you were saying, you know, you're by doing this, you're showing off that this is the full frame, and everything that I want to be in the frame is here because here's the film. For me, it always means this is photography. It's not like you're not trying to pull the, oh, yeah. or you are to a certain extent, you know, this is who Marilyn Monroe. Here's a lovely picture of Marilyn Monroe. It's like, this is a picture. This is a, this is photography. You're looking at a picture of Marilyn Monroe taken with film. And the, this is a photographer kind of flexing his muscles. Like don't, you know, reminding the viewer, this is, this is film. Mm -hmm. And it's not like um, well, but, sort of an evocative, like from a magazine where you just get the oh, feeling yeah. of the image here. It's like, okay. this is a photograph, 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 photograph. That's what I always get when I see sprocket holes or that sort of thing in those images. Um, and that's, that's different than the world outside. This is, well, it's a different kind of world outside. It's like about the process. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right? So that's what I, uh, that's what I always get when I see that. But again, it's all, it's very much of a, um, uh, treating the edges in this case, uh, with some, like the edges are important. They're, they're part of the whole story of the image, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're covering a lot of ground. <laughs> it's like, there's a lot of different things about the edges of the pictures. I mean, I don't know if we're, we're, we're going into depth about any one thing specifically, but there's, there's a lot of this. Uh, you know, I pulled up a lot of pictures, right? I pulled up a bunch of the, of course, Irving Penn, and I think about the cropping of the shot, you know, uh, how it's important. The, the picture I, I that drew me into this thought process was a shot of a nude um, mm -hmm. that's uh, cropped um, very carefully. The, the nude almost looks like a, like a marble sculpture. Also, the famous shot of Picasso uh, with his yeah. hat. Um, his fedora, yeah. Fedora hat. It's not showing the whole hat. It's cropped, and also the shots of the studio. Um, you know, uh, some uh, uh, some fashion portraits showing, just like your picture, showing the uh, the backdrop, and then showing the the world beyond the backdrop. Yeah, a little bit too. So, uh, is really wanted to to, to sort of uh, think about edges more than I did, and and again, I'm sort of not ashamed. It's not a shame thing. I'm just surprised that I'm starting to think about this as something that's important. Um, and then it's how... Maybe how, it's important for some 
well, compositions, but no. Perhaps, yeah, because, you know, again, going through everybody's pictures, even going through yours, not every shot has got edge importance. Right. But you or someone like you are thinking about this and like how do we or well, well tell me, like how can I start thinking about edges differently when I'm photographing? Or even like again, it's not gonna be every picture, but like how do I can give it some consideration as part of my creative toolbox when I'm going out there? Because I really just don't like I don't want to keep doing the same thing over and over again. And right. I want to start exploring this idea of that. I got an entire frame to work with. And, and again, you remember part of this can also be from, you know, dealing with it in post-production. There's nothing saying that you got to shoot it that way. No. I could, you know, if you look at, you know, go back to the, uh, you know, thinking about, um, Oh, like, what is that? Elliot Erwitt picture is one of my favorite of the dog and mm -hmm. the legs. Right. Mm -hmm. You he see the got contact. the camera pretty much down on the sidewalk. Well, he, too. he did, but he also cropped. Well, I think the original shot obviously had cropped. He didn't have the full body in there, but mm -hmm. it's am it's amazing how much he cropped into that. Just so you you know, the dog, the little dog was important, or even like mm -hmm. Brisson's shot, the famous one of the guy jumping. Uh, yeah, jumping you know, over the, the decisive water, moment yeah. one. But even if you look at that context sheet, how much he cropped into that, and how he played with where the edge of the picture was by yeah. by cropping. So we can do that you know, in post-production now so easily, you know, mm -hmm. it, it, but to give it thought, what, what, what do I need to do? Or what's, what do we need to start thinking about um, to give those edges of my picture once in a while, some, you know, some life and some, some energies. I'm not going to cut out negative carriers anymore. Obviously it's well, not, that's almost like, that's actually pointless now. Right. I mean, <laughs> because nothing. Well, unless you, I'm can, printing, you can put a little frame on it. That's got, well, yeah, know. there's certainly apps that do that. You can get these, you know, little add ons, but, but what does that say? Like you, you really can't do that now. It doesn't make any sense because who's going to believe, okay, well that's the full frame. I mean, who, you know, it's digital. Who cares? Yeah. Um, but anyway, sorry, I'm going off on the thing. So I, but I don't, th I don't think about edges at first. I'm thinking about, uh, you know, what's, what the state of mind is and maybe, okay. um, you know, just to having a little mantra of the world outside the frame. Cause you, you, you do it, right. You got that guy on the stoop there. Right. Um, yeah, but again, it wasn't, uh, no, I know it's, but, the, you know, uh, take, credit, that for, shot look, that man, you take did, credit for your accidents. Like, no, sure. I can take some credit from, from them. Right. Right. I can take some credit for sure. But you know, again, like the shot that you have of the of the wires and the guy and the kiosk thing seems very deliberate. Deliberately, it became deliberate, the but world. it was at first. It was like me trying to shoot wires and make it interesting. Sure, but you were doing that. You're you're going off and all right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. So do, you know, um, just just have that state of mind um, of like the uh, world outside the frame. The I don't think like frame. that. All I right. don't. I don't think like that. My pictures, I don't think reflect that. Like. Uh, like that one that you have, like the Herzog image. Well, you've got you got uh, two more shots. Let me talk about quickly. You got the shot of the guy in the suit. Yeah. Right. Who's right at the edge of the frame. You don't see his eyes or anything like that, but you can you can see the suit that he's wearing. So just yeah. from that and fragment, his pocket square. Yeah. Right, his pocket square, and then you got this sort of old style building in the background. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, it says Hudson Bay and stuff like that. Yeah, it's the, that yeah, one. the department store downtown. Yeah. And then a ver and, and sort of a similar shot you even not quite the framing but the position uh, a woman in a um a knit sweater 
and and you see her lips and her hair and the top of her is cut off, and then you see uh, downtown city in the background. Yeah. So that white building that's in the far background is the same building that's in the picture of the. Oh, Dapper okay. Gentleman. So we get the okay. Now we get oriented. That's kind of cool. We're like three that. blocks away from each other, right? Oh. But you know, these are deliberate um, framing the world outside. We, uh, we, our brain fills in uh, the the rest of the woman, and then we start making a story up uh, with her, and then the guy in the suit. Uh, with the old time building and his, you know, the fact that it's a pinstripe suit and there's, you know, can make all sorts of stories up with that. I mean, that's part of it, right? Is like, is, is then we're not needing to see the entire picture or the subject We're we're filling in the rest of the outside of the frame with our mind. Mm -hmm. Oh, talk about the, uh, so the Eggleston picture, that was the one shot I wanted to, before we go into your pictures, I'm sorry, I'm jumping all over the place here. The Eggleston shot that everybody, you know, again, there's so many photographers I could have, like, we could talk about. This is just the ones that popped in my mind immediately. So, you know, forgive forgive me for not being more in depth with different photographers. I'm, I'm sort of hitting the the obvious ones, but the Eggleston well, shot. We won't of the, get into copyright trouble if we talk about ourselves. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the the Eggleston shot of the red room, right, with mm-hmm. the wires and the light bulb, and then on the bottom, the uh, the the cutoff sex position poster and then what looks like a doorway or a window and something mm-hmm. like that. Um, tell, tell the story that you're telling me offline. Tell, tell everybody what you're talking about. The, well, the, what, there's a, an artist or somebody who, who creates a world outside of it. So they create a set that finishes what you imagine you want to see below. So they'll show the completed poster, which is something and then there's a bed, there's a bed that's clearly unmade. You can put it that way um, below below that light bulb. So they're filling in. They're doing what we're talking about. Like instead of our yeah. imagination, filling in the poster and the room and what's what's below the frame, they're actually doing it. Right? And it's very realistic. It's as if you know you, you the room just after Eggleston left. <laughs> oh really? Okay. Oh yeah. No, it's very convincing. I'll, I'll dig it up, but maybe we'll get it in the show notes. I don't know. It may not be appropriate. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, yeah. So, okay. All right. I like the idea that, that, that we can start to think of things outside the frame because, you know, I talk to students and I, I, I kind of, I mean, I guess it's good, you know, for photographers who are beginning to understand, okay, well, this is, we got to start someplace, right? We got to, Rule of thirds. I mean, I hate to, talking about that kind of crap, but mm-hmm. you know, center the subject. Everybody, you know, get the draw the eye in and blah blah blah. You know, to show, uh, you know, a beginning photographer this this talk about like cropping things in half and stuff like that. I mean, it, it's a great creative exercise. I'm not saying we shouldn't do it. It's just like it's it's such a hard thing to imagine to or try to explain to someone who's doing this for the first time. Yeah, but we're um, lucky now we can chimp right. We can see. We if can chimp works. and see. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not. But, I'm not. Uh, I'm not anti-chimping, unless yeah, okay. You you walk off a cliff while you're looking at your your <laughs> camera. But how to explain to like a brand new person like this would be something worth trying. This is how to, you know, think about creating an image. Think that the edges of the image. I mean, I'm, again, I'm this. Like I said, just popped in my brain. Like if I started thinking about talking to my photography students, like say, well, you know what start doing these things, you know, would that send them, you know, 
running to the hills, you know, would that give them the vapors? Well, you got to give them some examples, I think. Like, oh, but, but how, know, again, how do I explain? There. How do I explain? Like, this is, you know, it goes against what we're, you know, we're all sort of learning and started with, you know, it's like, well, yeah, break the rules, do the, do edge things. I don't know. Yeah. But it's another option, right? If we, you know, the rules were sort of, a lot of ways we're kind of past that, like, mm -hmm. You know, you want to hear, here's, a, you know, start the lesson with, oh, here's a book of all the, you know, how to take good pictures. And that's, you know, that's one option. <laughs> <laughs> take a picture of the inside of my cheek or I don't know, just all these different, <laughs> all these different, uh, okay. different ways to think about things. But I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you with the, I think it's just the world outside the frame. The world outside you know, the frame. That could be what, the name of that. The world outside the frame. Was, yeah. You know, what made me think about this also was, uh, you know, when we're, uh, I grew up a lot in the movie business. My mom worked in a lot of, had a lot of different roles in New York City movies. And so often I was on a set a lot, many times as a, as an extra, uh, as a kid. So I got to be behind the scenes. I think that's kind of sort of influences me a lot, but you know, but always, was cool was you know go see the movie afterwards and the frame is always clean right mm -hmm. because all the chaos all the the microphones and uh, assistant directors and PAs holding crap and they're just outside that frame mm -hmm. right and they're not that you know they're not to be seen obviously they're not to know that there's anything there so you can't have any uh, edge importance in that kind of you know the edges are have to be yeah. clean. They're part of the story, right? Uh, but it always amused me because I always knew what was just outside the frames, right? Yeah. Especially the boom mic. The boom mic was always just, just you know, above the actors. Just head. above yeah. the top of the the boom mic guys were always people were always amazed me. Like, how do they keep out of the frame? Uh, and so I, you know, in that sense, the the edges for me have to be clean. Or I, I thought I maybe sort of part of my photo dna is like how oh, the edges well, that's clean. that's valid i mean that's maybe that explains but, but what's interesting is that you know if you watch documentaries a lot, a lot of people uh, there's a lot of technique in documentaries where they do sort of the what you did showing the set you know there might be the shot of the person talking but then they'll cut to a b-roll and you'll see that it's a set with lights and stuff like that. Well, they and, want the documentary director wants you to be there with him where the Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, but they'll go back and forth. Blockbuster is they'll like trying to transport you, you know, right. Oh, they'll con they'll constantly remind you that there is some sort of world outside the, the, you know, the person who's being talked about or the object that's being seen is some, something else that's larger so right. anyway it, it i don't know if that really equates to photography i just know this is a very I different way to does yeah okay yeah, i think so all right well yeah. all right well Visual. i think yeah yeah all right i don't know if we beat the subject to death or we got any answers <laughs> i don't <laughs> i'm going to sleep tonight going oh we should have talked about this I, well, it's well. just something i wanted to think about more because again once i started looking again looking at my own right again i only looked at the work that i posted i didn't look at I haven't gone through my, you know, um, you know, back catalog and Lightroom for all the pictures that I've sort of, you know, said no, no good. I think maybe I'll do that now and see if I've got pictures that are, 
you know, that are where the edges have some more interesting things going on. Yeah, or even if you crop them a little bit to make them. Right, right, to work on. And and I know that was may not have been your original intention, but I use stuff like that for fuel for where I want pictures, where yeah. I want my images to go next. So, Yeah, and, and again, my I guess sort of coming up with the idea that we should perhaps respect the edges on pictures sometimes. Like there can be as important, you know, um, whatever's going on, that not everything has to be centered. Uh, and I mean that figuratively and literally. Um, but who was it that said you're responsible for every, you know, square millimeter of the frame? Was that Winogrand? Somebody like that said that. One of those people said that. Yeah. Well, you're one, one of those guys. Right. So, so yeah. So the edges are part of that. Right. And again, someone like me deliberately sort of given the edges, uh, turning them into second class. I keep saying second class citizens. Yeah, but you have this Hollywood background that I had no idea. You you sprung it on me. I'm like, what? I didn't say you didn't know that before. No, I didn't know that. Keeping the boom mic out. That was that's that's very. Well, I didn't do that, but I mean, like you know, being affected or that that influenced you. You know what's 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 interesting about that as well is that it would never bother me when I went see the movie. Like I would get into the movie and the story would, um even though I knew how the sausage was made in a sense, yeah. Yeah. you know, it, I was able to disassociate the, um, the experience of having been watching the making of it mm-hmm. with the story or whatever I was seeing on screen. Um, mm-hmm. Even though I knew what was outside the frame, I knew the story that was had in the frame. Like, Oh, I knew that. Oh, in this shot, when they did this, there was, you know, like someone walked into the background and they got yelled at, you know, um, that was the behind the scenes information, but there on the scene on the screen, there was something, uh, you know, it's clean and, and the story isn't affected by it. And yeah, it's different with a movie. I mean, you, cause you're trying to tell a story sometimes when well, you're just trying to tell stories, yeah, you can learn things from movies. I mean, yeah, you learn yeah. things from everything. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, that, that's, that's, uh, all right. Something to that's think about. Enough. You know, maybe we didn't come up with like the, the, I don't know, maybe there is no thing to come up with, but I didn't want to think about it. I didn't want to just let that, let it go as, okay, well, you know, we got edges in the pictures and either you you put things in the edges or you don't. Like think think about the entire thing. Just like you said, we're responsible for the entire frame, uh, both edges and, and whatever else is in it. So, Cool. All right. Cool. All right. Well... Awesome. Thanks. I, I thought this was going to be a lot shorter. <laughs> and maybe we just sort of talked too much. Yeah, we <laughs> kept our whips out and beat that dead horse. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not dead. It's not, it's not no. too dead. I, I wish I could. I don't, I think I could put, I can, I'm only going to put our pictures in the show notes. I'm not going to uh, put the Irving pens or the uh, Eggleston pictures. People can go find those pictures themselves. So you know what I'm talking about. And I left totally out the uh, Bill Brandt nudes. Um, I didn't think they'd necessarily fit in there, but uh, again, that 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 kind of well, it's cropping. the abstraction or the the detail. abstraction, but th- that seems to be a lot with nudes. I noticed that there's a lot of you know human body kind of things you crop into it, and then things sort of fall off the edges anyway. It seems yeah. to be a, a technique, but uh, anyway, maybe that's for another for another show. And the Stravinsky picture too, the Arnold Newman shot of Stravinsky. That's another one that's yeah. cropped. That one I'd like to just talk about that one picture. Anyway, never mind. <laughs> Sorry, I'm jumping ahead here. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's great. We're, well, why don't we just end it here? Okay. Sounds good. All right. So 
why don't you tell the world uh, where they can find you? In the uh, other part of where you're going to see most of my work is on Instagram, Ward Rosin Fine Art. Um, I'm still. I'm still posting older pictures. I haven't got any new stuff, but I'm having a lot of fun going through my, my back catalog and posting stuff. So, so that's where I'm on Instagram. I'm uh, Ward Rosin Photography on Facebook, and I'm uh, Ward Rosin Photo on, um, what do they call that thing? The Twitter? On the Twitter. Twitters, yeah. And I have my little, my little uh, lens and lens adapter business called Ornus Photo. Our unofficial, our unofficial sponsor. Yes. <laughs> this way people know it's us. If I keep, if I say that yeah. all the time, they know I'm not a pod person. All right, cool. Uh, yeah. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter and uh, Flickr or whatever is AM Rosario. That's where you can find me. And website is amrosario.com. Check out our street shots podcast at Instagram. So street shots podcast at street shots podcast on Instagram. What else? Uh, streetshots.photography is the website. It's just kind of our where we where we land home. Uh, I also said this last week, and I did didn't come up with a new email address. But I was I don't know if you heard you heard the show. I was um, calling out for people to send in questions or topics, talk to us. So make make uh, audio recordings and drop them in the email. Right now, I'm going to just give you my regular email address, which is amrosario at dot uh, at me dot com me dot com. But if you've got questions or uh, you want to talk to us and we can put it on the show, why don't you just drop a little voicemail? Um, you know, make a voicemail and then email it. <laughs> I have no phone call for you to call. But uh, I guess I want to try to get the audience a little bit involved with us. Um, I think that would be kind of cool. So, Or drop me a message on, on Instagram, right? Sorry, what did you say? I said, sounds good to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll make it, I'll, I'll try to get it more official. I'll get it, I have to get an email address uh, set up for uh, for that on uh, on our Street Shots uh, website. But uh, for the time being, until that time, and since I'm flying by the seat of my pants here when I see this kind of stuff, I want. But uh, yeah, there's enough people listening to us. And if you got uh, anything you want to say, yeah, drop us a line. We appreciate it. So uh, anyway, Ward, thanks for, thanks for hanging out with me tonight. Yeah, my pleasure, man. Yeah, and to everybody, uh, enjoy uh, the beginning of March, and uh, we'll see you uh, somewhere at the Ides of March. Great. <laughs> Roughly. <laughs> All right, we're, take care. You too. Right, Good night. Bye. bye.